Welcome to another episode of the Top Podcast, Truth Over Popularity. I'm your host, Brad Odeman Jr. The world we live in has numerous opinions of what truth is. I'm here to shine light on absolute truth regardless of its popularity. This podcast will focus on topics surrounding the Bible, how our current political climate is directly tied to Bible prophecy, along with a few other passions of mine, health, fitness, and an occasional golf conversation. If any of these topics interest you or could benefit someone you know, please be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share with a friend or family member. I hope this podcast adds value and perspective to your life. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Top Podcast. I hope you had a great weekend. Today, I want to talk about what happened a few weeks ago now at the Grammys. You may or may not have heard of it. I'll give a brief synopsis of what happened. So Sam Smith, this very popular mainstream artist, performed a performed his song on stage, and he won Best Performance for the Year for his song, something along those lines. And the song is called Unholy, and it was a Satan reenactment. And he had a bunch of people up there on stage dressed in Satan attire with horns and and devil outfits and cages reenacting what seemed to be what hell may be like. And he was praised the next day and many, many, many people were applauding his performance and how brave it was. And, um, you know, it's it's it was despicable. And I want to talk about the idea that Satan in the satanic world, we have become very desensitized to it. We don't really recognize it for what it is anymore. Now, there are some people who do, but don't get me wrong. But as a whole, our culture as a whole, we still watch these people. We still give our attention to these people. We still give our money and our follows to these people. And I I really want to dive in today about being separate from the world and, and, and the tactics and the schemes that the enemy will use, that Satan will use to distract us and to lure us off of the course that he knows we should be on. The satanic acceptance in our culture is, I've never seen anything like it before. And it's specifically in the music and the entertainment industry. There are pl- a plethora of artists that have obviously sold their soul to the devil. And I don't say that lightly. It's just incredibly obvious when you see their album covers. And if you were to see any of their concerts, there was one by the name of Travis Scott who literally at one of his concerts had a portal to hell in the background. The The screen was reenacting a portal to hell. It, it's, it's incredible what we are watching happen in our culture. And to see that people are following these individuals and are giving their time, money, attention, etc. to these individuals, it's we have no idea the magnitude and the implications of what this will lead to. 
it's not just a song or, you know, I, I just kind of like their music. It's, it's okay. It, it doesn't affect me. I did a podcast about music a while back. And man, is it critical. I, I cannot overstate the importance of the music that you listen to and that you open your spirit up to. You may not think it's affecting you right then and there. But I promise you, when you open yourself up to these spirits, because there is spirits in music, 100%. Music moves you. Music is incredibly effective at moving the soul of humanity for the good and for evil. And so you may be thinking, you know what, That's, it's whatever. You know, I, I love rap music. I don't even listen to the lyrics. You know, I really love, you know, heavy metal music. And, you know, I, I can't really even understand what they're saying. I just like the beat. And I'm not coming down on people who listen to this because I used to listen to music that was definitely not pleasing to God. But I promise you that music is affecting you whether you think so or not. It absolutely is because you're either worshiping God or you're worshiping the devil because anything that's not worshiping God and not giving glory and praise to, to him is doing the opposite. And again, this may sound extreme, but I'm going to read some scriptures here that show that we need to be sold out for Jesus 100%. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. I want to read it. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Verse number 17 says this, Therefore come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you. Folks, this is serious business. In Christianity today, as a whole, again, not everybody, but as a whole and as a majority, we don't talk about this stuff enough. Folks, this is black and white. There is no gray area in this. And I know, again, to the Christianity culture, we, there, we don't talk about doctrine. We don't talk about, quote-unquote, rules and guidelines. But the Lord has clear guidelines in the scriptures on how we should how we should be living our lives. And 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 I want to know them. It says come out from among unbelievers. Separate yourselves from them. What does that mean? Separate yourselves from all these things that can lure you away, that can distract you. It's so easy to want our cake and eat it too and we we want to call ourselves Christians and yet we want to listen to the worldly music. We want to go to the worldly places. We want to do what the world does because we want to fit in and we want to look cool and we want to be accepted. We should be worried about an audience of one. I've heard that so many times, but it's so true. What does God think of what I'm doing? What does the Lord 
think of what I'm listening to or where I'm going. I want my life to be in direct alignment with his word. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 and 16 says something quite profound about being lukewarm. He's talking to the church in Laodicea, these churches. It says this, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. So we see right here, Jesus is, is saying that you're not on fire for the Lord. You're not truly trying to follow after me. But, you know, you're not really living worldly either. You're kind of just on the fence. He says if we live like that, if our lifestyle reflects lukewarm, lukewarmness, if that's a if that's a word, that he's going to spit us out of his mouth. He doesn't want any part in that. And so we see culture is so influential on everybody, but Christians especially. And we, again, we do not talk enough about the separation from the world and from the church and who we are called to be. We are called to come out from among them. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. There is no fellowship. Darkness with light, light with darkness. It should be completely separate. We should want absolutely nothing to do with it. I want to go to Romans chapter 1, just read a couple verses here because the culture that we're living in right now is exactly what's described in Romans chapter 1. It's an evil culture that we're living in. And we need to understand what the devil's tactics are and what his main goal is. It says he prowls around like a lion seeking for those who he can devour, what the scripture says. The devil, his number one goal is to distract you, get you hooked on whatever it is, distract you from the truth, distract you from the main purpose in this life, and that is to serve the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And his number one goal is to make sure you and I do not make it to heaven. That's his number one goal. So he'll use anything. And we all have our vices. We all have things. We all have our crosses that we have to pick up daily and walk with and, and, and ask God for grace and mercy for. It's why Jesus came. He came for this so that we can ask for forgiveness, so that we can have an opportunity to spend eternity with Jesus. He came for us sinners. doesn't matter what you've ever done. And I'm kind of going off on a little rabbit trail here, but it doesn't matter the life you've lived. It doesn't matter the sin you've committed. He came for you. And he doesn't want the devil to distract you and to lead you down a path. That's why he gave us the scriptures. That's why he, it, it's so clear. He doesn't want any fellowship dark with light. None. Because he understands 
He understands the more you open yourself up to these little, the more you leave the door open for sin or the more you leave the door open, you know, listening to a little bit of music over here. It's lukewarm and the devil knows it. That's why the Bible is so black and white. And this says repeatedly, have no fellowship with unbelievers. I want to read again. I'm going to go to Romans chapter 1 right now. It says this in Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 21. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people, birds, and animals, and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their heart desired. That is the culture we're living in right now. It goes on, as a result, they did vile and degrading things which, with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. They traded the truth about God for a lie. Folks, be very careful the music that you listen to. Be very careful what you get yourself wrapped up in. There will be soul ties that are difficult to get rid of. It's just difficult to get rid of. You'll constantly have to battle those things. Separate yourself from this world as much as possible. If you call yourself a Christian, you ought to be in this word, you ought to be in the Bible, and we ought to understand what the Lord requires of us. It's not enough that we just say, I believe in Jesus, and I'm good to go. Not enough. That's a lie from Satan. That's an absolute lie from Satan. Now, of course, we're not earning our way in, but there is a lifestyle of separation that the Bible talks about specifically, and we ought to strive to live like this. I'm going to shift gears a little bit here and go to Psalms 119, an incredible passage of Scripture, an incredible passage of Scripture, the instructions of the Lord and the guidance that Psalms 119 describes is, is just incredible. It says this, Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instruction of the Lord. I love that. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. Folks, it, it, you're not going to stumble on this and accidentally know what to do and accidentally know how to live and accidentally know what the Lord would 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 want us to do to draw close to him it's not going to be an accident joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts you have to seek you have to knock you have to want to draw close to the lord it's a relationship just like anything else with your wife with your husband friend if you don't spend time with them you're never going to get to know them it's the same thing with jesus it goes on in verse 3, they do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your degrees. 
Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. What a powerful portion of Psalms 119. We should want to strive and live according to the word of God if we call ourselves Christians. We have so many Christians in our world that don't take this book seriously, that don't really understand how they should be living and how they should be talking and how they should be conducting themselves. I, I, I've been around so, and I'm not saying this to condemn anybody. I, I'm just saying I want us to raise our standards as Christians. And I'm, gonna, I'm talking to myself here. People should know that Brad Odeman Jr. is a Christian because I've, I've been around him for a year. I've, I've never heard Brad Odeman say a cuss word. I've never heard him, you know, throw anybody under the bus. I've never, he, he's, he, he speaks with integrity. He keeps his word. And of course, I'm not perfect. And of course, I've made mistakes. And I, 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 I will continue to make mistakes. But that's where you run to the feet of Jesus. And you ask for forgiveness. And you continually stay in his grace and in his mercy. Because I know I'm going to fall short. But if I don't have anything to strive for and I just think I'm, I'm good just calling myself a Christian and I can live however I want, that's not how it is. We have to want more for ourselves, folks. We have to want more and we have to want to truly live according to the word of God. We must walk the walk. We must walk the walk. People should know you're a Christian before they even hear you and truly get to know you. They should be able to sense it by how you carry yourself, by how you walk around, by how you treat other people. What we say, our attitude should reflect the Lord. And this sounds like a high standard I'm talking about, but it is. We're called to be separate. We're called to stand out. We're called to be, the Bible says that we're a light we should be a light on a hill that cannot be hid. We've got to stand out for the good. We've got to stand up for truth. We've got to stand up for righteousness and holiness and keep the laws and keep the scriptures on our hearts and on our minds every single day. Every single day. I want to wrap up here by a little call to men. Men, the devil is after the families. The devil is after our kids. He's after men specifically. Because he knows if he can attack the man, the head of the household, what the Lord had laid out in Scripture, his perfect plan was that the, the man would be the spiritual leader of the home, the head of household. We're called to be the gatekeepers of our homes and families. We have got to speak up in this hour, and we have got to stand for truth. We have got to protect our families and, and be the spiritual leaders of our home. 
men, yes, yes, you should be the spiritual leader. I need to be the spiritual leader of my home. My wife and my babies depend on it. Their eternal salvation depends on it. And when we walk around and we're silent and we let culture be culture and we let all these things going on in the world and, and, and we don't speak up about it and we're not vocal about it, your silence is taken as agreement. This one world religion that our government and, this, and the world leaders are trying to push us towards is absolutely against the word of God. And I'll get into that in future podcasts, but we got to speak up about that. It's not enough that we're, you know what, I, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want to bring any attention to myself. You know, I'll just, I'll just hang back and I'll just, you know, let it all work out. That's not what the disciples did. And we read about them and we get excited about the stories. But you were born for such a time as this. I was born for such a time as this to be right here where I am in 2023. I was born for this. You were born for this. We got to use our voice. We got to stand up because I know who wins the war. It made these little battles in between here. You know, Satan may be, may be gaining some ground, but I know for a fact who wins the war. And I want to be on his side and I want to stand up for him and I want to fight. And of course, I want to love and be gracious to people. Absolutely. But I'm going to continue to stand on the word of God and Preach and teach what is in the book, and I'm never going to waver from it. I don't care if it loses friendship, loses family members. I am going to stand on the truth of the Word of God because it's never going to change. Never going to change. Now is the time to stand for truth and holiness and separation from this world, and it starts with men. We have so many things that can lure men away. It's, I mean, the devil knows our weaknesses, trust me. We got to be strong. We got to put on the whole armor of God. We got to protect our minds. We got to plead the blood of Jesus over our minds and our spirits, the things we, we set in front of our eyes, the things we open ourselves up to. That's why I talk about music so much. And the thing, you know, uh, uh, social media, who you follow, the devil, <laughs> he knows our weaknesses. That's all I'm going to say. He knows our weaknesses. And we've got to make sure that we understand the way that he's trying to attack us. And so we know how to pray. We know how to elude his attacks. Anxiety, depression, addiction, pornography, gender confusion, hopelessness. It's everywhere. It's all the works of the enemy. And it is, man, is it, is it running rampant in our world today? I see people every single day at my job who just look hopeless and empty. No sense of peace. This world is crazy right now. I'll be the first to admit it. This world is flipped upside down. Good is evil and evil is good. Just like the Bible said it would be. But our hope and peace is only found 
in Jesus. There is no other place to find it. And men, when we have strong men, we have a strong culture. When we have strong men, spirit-led men, we have a strong culture. This country was built on Christian Judeo principles. Why do you think we've been the most successful nation to ever walk this planet? Because we put God where it should have been, at the top, in the center. It needs to get back there, and man, it's up to us. It's up to us to stand for truth, to stand for righteousness. The last thing I want to I want to touch on here is open versus closed minds. I heard Candace Owens talk about this the other day on her podcast, and I was very intrigued by it because it made a whole lot of sense. And I'm going to try not to go down any rabbit trails, and I'm going to try to keep this short and to the point. But her argument was, and she was portraying that so many, you've heard the phrase, just keep an open mind, just, you know, just keep an open mind, you know, uh, you, you know, don't be closed off to any ideas or any, uh, you know, whatever it may be, just keep an open mind, right? And it got, when she said that, it got, I was like, wow, that's, she was arguing that you, that we need to keep a closed mind because the open mind is susceptible to all kinds of deception and ideas and ideologies that are not in my mind, not scriptural and not biblical. When you keep an open mind, you're allowing all these ideas to, to infiltrate your thought process and then can easily begin to influence your belief system with an open mind. And she argued that we should have a closed mind. And I couldn't agree more. It got me thinking about the serpent in the garden. He told Adam and Eve that you will have knowledge of good and evil. Open your mind to more power and reliance on yourself. You're not going to die. You're going to know good and evil. Open your mind to the idea that you're not going to physically die. You're going to be okay. Trust me. Open your mind to eating this fruit. Sure enough, they were lured into this temptation, and the rest is history. You all know the story. But when you have an open mind, you open yourself up to the enemy and his lies and his schemes and his deception. The Bible says that the devil is the father of lies. He is the head of all lies. We've got to understand what he desires. He desires us, the Bible says, he he desires to sift us as wheat. He wants you dead. It's the bottom line. The devil accomplishes what he came to do when he can lead one more soul to hell. A closed, sound, and made-up mind is what we need to have. An open mind gets distracted and swayed by culture and popularity, and influence. We have got to guard our mind. It is so important to have a sound mind. I want to read a couple of scriptures here to end it. Romans 12, 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye 
transformed by the renewal, the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. By the renewing, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 1 Peter 1.13, therefore preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded. Sober-minded. Have a clear, sober mind. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And this last one, Philippians 4.8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. The mind is incredibly powerful. We've got to control our minds. We've got to have a sound mind. Pray for a sound mind. Plead the blood of Jesus over your mind that you don't get distracted and you don't go down rabbit holes that the devil would try to lure you down. To bring up thoughts from the past and, and, and memories from the past that are only going to destroy you. We've got to recognize when the enemy is trying to come in. The more you stay close to Jesus, the more you're going to know the enemy's voice because the more you're going to know Jesus' voice, the more you're going to know the Lord's voice, the more you can recognize the Lord's voice and the Lord's desires for your life, the easier it is to recognize when they're from Satan. Really pray and really think about the music and the entertainment that you open yourself up to. And this may seem extreme. I said it at the beginning, but the scripture is the scripture. I, I didn't make it up. I've lived both lives. There's only there's only one, there's only one way to do it. There's only one way to live that's truly gonna please the Lord. And that is completely separating yourself from the world. You may lose friends. You may lose a little bit of popularity. You may lose some followers on Instagram. I don't know. But is it worth your eternal destination? Only you can make that choice. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Top Podcast. I pray this podcast blessed and impacted your life. We would greatly appreciate it if you subscribed left a five-star review, and shared with a friend or family member so we can spread hope in a lost world. Join me next week as we discuss another topic that emphasizes truth over popularity. God bless.